Listen, all you New Yorkers. This is the 77 WABC minicast. We have a new speaker in the house. His name is Mike Johnson. And, of course, here we go with the things you need to know about Mike Johnson. The first thing the left wants you to know is, oh, he's one of those election deniers. He was played an instrumental role in trying to forget all that stuff. Hillary was an election denier. So what? That doesn't People don't say that first thing about her. There is so much more to Mike Johnson than his role. And, by the way, it's okay to actually have questions about the way that the election was done and to believe that things weren't done fairly. Mike Johnson, Washington Post, lesser-known conservative who has been a devoted follower of former President Don. No, he's a devoted follower of his faith. That is who he is a devoted follower of. If you go to his, even his um, Twitter handle, Representative Mike Johnson, I've been following him for a while. Here's the first thing that he says. Here's, here's what he says, describing himself. Christian, husband, dad, serving Louisiana's 4th Congressional District since 17, vice chairman of House Republicans, constitutional law attorney, and small business owner. That's who he is. Now, some of the things that he's done, okay. But that's who he is. And if you heard his speech, his speech was a hopeful, optimistic speech. Remind you of anybody? Hopeful, optimistic. It reminded me of listening to what Rush used to talk about and the way that he delivered it because he also talked about something that Rush talked about very often, and you don't hear many politicians on the Republican or Democrat side talking about it, and that is American exceptionalism. And he talked about American exceptionalism and how great this nation was and how the people of this nation need hope. And he talked about the scripture that leads to hope. I don't want to quote it. I don't have it in front of me, and I don't want to botch it up. But it was very beautiful to listen to. First thing he did, to point out to Hakeem Jeffries, who, by the way, is out smearing him and calling him names. First thing he does, he says, I know in your heart that you want to work for the best interests of the country. Let's find some things to work together on. Does that sound like an extremist to you? Of course not. He talked about his seven principles, seven core principles in his speech, in his first speech as the Speaker of the House. And he listed them. And I could almost hear some groans, some silent groans from that other side of the rule because this is not what they believe, some of the things. He identified seven things that made America a great and exceptional nation. Again, he talked about the exceptional nature of America, American exceptionalism. And he said those seven things. Individual freedom, he listed first. Individual freedom. Limited government. You could hear the deafening silence from Democrats on that one. Limited government. Three, the rule of law. And we know if you live in any blue city, you know how the rule of law has been violated. Peace. Through strength. Hmm. 
Is that something that liberals believe? In? Fiscal responsibility. No. He talked when he talked about the the things pressing the nation, music to my ears. He talked about the debt that we are in and the need to uh, bring the house back to regular order and contain and get back to some kind of fiscal sanity. And he talked about making cuts to government spending. Again, that is anathema to liberals. They do not want to hear that. They believe in spending more, not spending less. But going back to his seven principles, let's start again. Individual freedom, limited government, the rule of law, peace through strength, financial and fiscal responsibility, free markets, and then the last one, human dignity. Human dignity. And there is a lot in those two words that are very rarely discussed. What does human dignity really mean? Does it mean recognizing somebody by certain pronouns? Or does it mean recognizing what it is that brings the best out of human beings? What is it that allows human beings to feel good about their own existence and to want to prosper? Very often that's, that, that's, a, that's creating an environment so that people can feel that they are productive and play a pro- productive role in society. Very often that's found through work or through what people volunteerism, how they contribute, human dignity. And human dignity goes a lot more than that. It goes a lot further than that. It goes into issues of character and how to strengthen character. So he packed a power, a powerful bunch of principles here. Individual freedom, limited government, the rule of law, peace through strength, fiscal responsibility, free markets, and human dignity. I had the occasion to watch Fox News after all this. Brett Baer comes on. I have nothing against Brett Baer, so don't take the comments next as me criticizing Brett Baer. But Brett Baer was going on and on about how one of the first things that needs to happen is getting rid of this rule. They have to get rid of this rule that lets one person uh, uh, make a move to vacate the chair. And I'm saying to myself, why? Why do they have to do this? This has been a really good functional exercise. And Brett Baer went on and on about it. Like he's somehow or another advocating for this policy. Brett, you're a journalist. Okay, if you want to explain to people your opinion is that they need to get rid of the rule and why, fine. But they don't have to get rid of the rule because you think, Brett Bear, that they should get rid of the rule or it's bad. It's bad that this happened. It's not bad that it happened, Brett. This is good that it happened, except for you people that cover Washington like you're part of the elected class. At the end of the day, If Mike Johnson turns out to be the man that he says he is, which is transparent, which is honest, which is leading with honesty, born in his faith and his faithful convictions, if he turns out to be that rare leader that can actually bring people to a better place than they were before through the example of his own leadership. 
if that is possible, and he becomes one of the great speakers, then this exercise was not only good, but some might say it was providential and necessary. Now, he did say, and he, he said this during his speech, he said that this, he talked about the, the fact that this was not expected, but that he felt that this was God's work through him. And he, then he turned to each member of the, the, that room and he said, all of you, all of you here by Congress, you're not here by coincidence. You have been elected to these positions, and God has something to do with it. You have been elevated and lifted into these positions so that you can do good work, so that you can, so that you can elevate the country. He, he put it out there. I don't know how many of these Democrats hearing this stuff, boy, they, 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 they don't talk like this. This is not the thing. They, they don't feel comfortable with this kind of talk. He also talked about the symbolism. He, he mentioned, uh, Mike Jones, that, that when he was elected to Congress, he, uh, he was the this, this speaker pro tem. He thought it was a great honor until he realized, of course, this is where he sticked the freshman. During his speech late night, his father had just died three days earlier, had wanted to see him uh, ascend to Congress, and his father didn't make it, a firefighter who was badly badly injured back in the 80s, died of cancer three days before he took off. And then he said he's, he, he's standing behind the podium. Sheila Jackson Lee is delivering a speech, and he was very kind in his remarks to her. And then he says he looked up and he saw a statue of Moses, and then the words above him, in God we trust. And he went through very briefly why those words are above, above the, the speaker's podium, above the United States flag and why it was put in there as a rebuke to socialism and communism was the origins of In God, which he's talked about all this stuff. Again, this is not something the Democrats talk about. It is not something very often that makes them comfortable. But he is profoundly, it appears, driven by his faith. And he's talked about that, too. He's also very well-versed in constitutional law. He's a constitutional lawyer, understands the value of the Constitution. And to all the, 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 the press reports you will read out there, for instance, in The Hill today, I have it, five things to know about Speaker Mike Johnson. What's first? That he has opposed Ukraine aid. So this is what, when you look at the Washington, the Washington priorities as opposed to your priorities. This is what they think in Washington is important. The first thing to me that's important about Mike, Mike Johnson, what kind of man is he? And that's what I've been discussing with you. What kind of, what gives us a glimpse into who he is as a human being and possibly gives us insight into how he might lead in this role as Speaker of the House? Because it is his faith that informs him, because he believes in honesty, he believes in the traditions that have made this country great, those traditions encapsulated in the beliefs, these seven things, principles that he talked about, and he believes in American exceptionalism. That's what you need to know about Mike Johnson from my point of view. But from the Hill, oh, he's opposed aid to Ukraine. He pushed to overturn the 2020 election result. That's the Hill. That's the second thing you need to know. Oh, he's an election denier. No, he's not. He's an ally of Donald Trump. He, 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 he's an ally of, you know what? 
and to many of you, because I, I was just asked this question today about Jim Jordan. I heard Jim Jordan, a friend of mine asked me, a very dear friend, I heard Jim Jordan is just like a Trump. I said, you know what, here's the thing that you guys don't understand. Jim Jordan was around in the House long before Donald Trump announced his political goals. Now, does he support the president of the United States when he was president? Yes. But Jim Jordan was, be, was Jim Jordan before there was ever Donald Trump. And I'm going to say the same thing about Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson is Mike Johnson. Before there was a Donald Trump, he was Mike Johnson. Johnson voted against the recent bill to keep the government open. The pressure is now on Johnson to either tackle the House's series of unresolved appropriations funding bills or to pass a longer continuing resolution. Well, let's see what he does. It wouldn't surprise me if we have another CR. I talked about that with my predictions. I will read to you my predictions when we come back from the break as to what happens next. And then the last one, I guess this is the biggest insult to the D.C. class. Johnson has a good relationship with conservatives. (gasps) Oh, no. Conservatives like him. Well, get used to it, my friends, because conservatives are the base of the Republican Party. And you know what? Everything that I have learned about Mike Johnson tells me the right thing has been done. 